Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It girls, we the itch girls. I got Jenny and Lindsay in this bitch girl. Make you move your hips while sipping gin, girl. Make you bounce your tits like it's a jig, girl. Like boom, sip kombucha for your woman. an individual story but before we get into that we want to once again push our tickets for the Vodafone Comedy Festival we are so 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 excited to play this it's only three weeks away is it it's a, I think it's it's the 25th of July but yeah. it doesn't matter girls because in one week you've sold out half the tickets more than half half more than half now the tickets are gone we knew this would happen and the other half are on their way out. So please go to our brand spanking new website that Jenny created, which is wonderful. So have a look at it anyway. www.itgalspodcast.com. You can buy your tickets there. The easiest way to buy your tickets. And um, 25 euro. We are being supported by... Anya two- Martin and Fred Cook, two fabuloso uh, comedians. Hilarious people. Uh, it's going to be a fab all night. It's a whole night in the in this tent. So it's like, it's not for an hour. I think it starts at half six. We're on a half nine. So it's going to be a whole night of laughs. It's going to be really fun. Everything we've heard about the festival is just so deadly. It's like a whole immersive experience in the mm-hmm. Ivy Gardens. We're apparently getting a heat wave for July. So fingies close. And Fingy it's going quasi. to be warm. But as we said, 102 tickets are sold. There is only 200 of available girls that is unheard for for Vodafone Comedy Festival okay the people are freaked Vodafone Comedy Mm -hmm. are shook at how many tickets so if you want to come don't leave it too late they will sell out probably by next week yeah so get you that ticket on our new website and we cannot wait to see you there biatches we will see you there and enjoy the episode yes enjoy and let us know what you think Hey gals. Hey gals. Hello. Oh, we have a new voice here with us tonight, gals. So we have Rebecca here, Rebecca Proctor. Is <laughs> that how you say your name? It is. Hang it's on. such a lovely it's a name. Very regal name. Extremely it's regal. Definitely Protestant. At such a, I was <laughs> at some point, say that. at some point in the past, yeah, I was going to say that it's. So, I went to Mount Temple, which is like a Protestant school. So I was like, I know all the Proctors. And it's like, a beautiful like, name. It's but um, nice. so we have Rebecca here with us tonight. Um. Because we basically met through Instagram. I yes. met uh, well at a festival a couple of years ago. Yeah. But the reason that we wanted to have Rebecca on was to do a podcast about kind of like being a young mum, which you are, and talk about the stigma that surrounds that and talk about just everything that isn't talked about when it comes to motherhood, parenting, giving birth and all that kind of stuff. And so Rebecca and I won 
evening I think it was yeah. on Instagram when I was doing that Snapchat filter with the man <laughs> plagues my dreams yeah. still, <laughs> and you kind of fancied one of my male characters I did. and they kind of were back and forth talking shall we say dick pics were sent <laughs> Skyrim was included yes but um and then we just got started talking about being like a young mom and pregnancy and birth and all that and yeah. Lindsay was blown let me just say she's being very modest Lindsay was like singing your praises she was I like was oh my god, god. I, I need she, to get her on she was, she was like I need <laughs> to get this girl on the podcast she's so articulate and speaks so well about blah 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 blah. and we've always wanted to have someone on who can give a different perspective on being a young mom because obviously yeah. with me and Lindsay I ain't a mom Lindsay is but people know her story so yeah. it's good to have and I forget as well some of the things mm, yeah, that you were bringing up you were I was talking, like oh yeah. my god I can't like because I had Rilo 10 years ago yeah and now I have Luna so like but it was the first time becoming a mom is just so overwhelming and all that kind of stuff so do you want to give us a little insight into you and your story um, to the gals perfect um, I am Rebecca and my story basically starts with a very surprise pregnancy in a short relationship I think we were together about seven eight months when we found out and uh it was it's basically just the tale of how it came about and how we took it on and labor and all the very very weird and wonderful things that came with having a baby that I had absolutely no idea about did read every book went to all the classes but there's just so much stuff that nobody discusses and Mm. talks about and a lot of it could be combated if it was a general conversation but Mm. it's just not and Mm -hmm. so you're 26 now I am yeah and your uh, son is like eight months or eight and a half eight and a half yeah eight and a half months old so so cute like, adorable so name. cute cute little baby called Fred Best Fred gorgeous yes. little baby Um, and you as you said so maybe we'll start off on that like you found it quite late in your pregnancy yeah which to me is like <laughs> is the fear I'm like can you just not say that because like I really feel like I'll just know like I mean the how you were like four months in four yeah thereabouts I can't because at the time I knew I was pregnant, but I didn't know how long. Okay. So, like, I knew I was pregnant yeah. for a while, but I just didn't know how yeah, pregnant yeah. I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, within, I think within knowing, like, we'd tell parents and work within, like, two weeks. So, it was about four and a half, five months, yeah. And then you only have four months to prepare. Yes, but in a weird wow. way, right? If all you have is four and a half, five months to prepare, then all you can do is get on with it. True. So, mm-hmm. it worked out really well in that... Like, there was no time to kind of discuss other options. There was no time to not tell people. There was no time to just not get organised. And no time to kind of have that anxiety riddle first three months. And like, what Mm -hmm. will I do? Or then like, oh, is it okay? Like, you kind of found out, like, it's like thrown in the deep end. You're like, okay, I'm pregnant. I'm five months pregnant. (laughs) And everybody's kind of thrown along with you as well. So in a way, like, if somebody starts to panic, you're actually just bringing the whole thing down. So there's not much point in getting rised up about it and, and getting upset because, like, there's literally not enough time to be dealing with other people's emotions in yeah, the situation, like yeah. parents or family members You're just, or like, tunnel friends. vision. Yeah, totally. Like, so it was telling people and then essentially telling them as well, you've got to get on board. <laughs> takes a village. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I ain't doing this on my own. And you're <laughs> living in my village. Yeah. <laughs> literally. <laughs> so how did that come about? Like, how did you deal with the finding out and then the telling people like was it a really big shock you said at the start that it was a surprise 
It was, yeah. So I guess it was a surprise. But again, I think when we found out, I think the first thing myself and Gab did was crunch numbers. Really? Yeah, so the first thing, so we kind of, I've had a lot of boyfriends and Gab's, I think, has only had one relationship previous to me. And it was very much a case of we both kind of had to sit down with each other and tell each other, like, it was well that it worked out in such a way where I was like, well, I think you're the one. And he was like, well, I think you're the one. So this was an inevitability of like, this was going to happen in two years or three years anyway, four years, whenever we got a house, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and all that discussion was on the cards so it wasn't an awkward situation yeah. of, like we knew each other well enough at that point and we had known each other for like a year and a half two years before we got together okay okay That's, so, so you we, know you have a rapport yeah and totally and like you know, yeah like because I would imagine it would be different if you've only known a guy eight months yeah no That's no, no like no. yeah I could might not have even met your mom yeah. yeah you know that mm-hmm. way like some people yeah so that's it that's a great thing though like you're I guess you're definitely lucky that you both felt the exact same and, and that's what I mean yeah. so like when I'm like highly aware in the podcast that I am probably in the rarer situation of surprise pregnancies where like my was, man was there yeah. it was a thing yeah. there was no like even on the um on the stigma and all that kind of stuff I remember somebody was like oh is he staying and I was like, you should be asking me that question because I'm going to carry the baby and yeah. I'm going to be, you know, full of hormones and I'm the one that's pregnant. So like, ask me if I'm staying. But yes, we're together. Yeah. And that's absolutely fine. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it worked out well. And again, like it was, it was just kind of no question that he was ever not going to be there. So the minute we found out, it was very much crunching numbers, having conversation. What day were we going to tell his parents? What day were we going to tell my parents? We told my brother and sister first and his sister first. Okay. Um, And then telling work um which weirdly enough I was probably more nervous about than I was telling my parents because again I knew my parents would just kind of get on board yeah you mm-hmm. know there was they're very much in the situation you know if if it's a rush if it's whatever we all just get on board yeah and that's kind of how we are a bit of upset here and there obviously because that's it's not how they saw yeah my life going and stuff but work I was more nervous about because I didn't know what mat leave entailed I didn't know and there is a huge stigma around that totally like I've worked when I worked in Benefit uh, it's all women as you can imagine Mm -hmm. (laughs) they work there and there's always someone on mat leave it's like a rule it's like someone's and like there is a tension around it and then like there's this whole thing that then like I mean you obviously feel sorry for the women too but this is just the stigma that some people are like oh she's she doesn't give a fuck now she's on her mat leave and then they have to get like someone else in to cover you and it does create the, and then I can imagine if you are the woman who's pregnant you're just like oh I feel like a liability or like everyone thinks I'm trying to not do shit or you know what I mean yeah. it's like it is an awkward situation mm-hmm. I've been around it in work situations and I'm not pregnant and or I was if someone awkward. is coming in to cover you and take over for however yeah, many months that you're on mat leave they, that then they might like her and then you come back and then they can't though Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah legally but they that's have to almost give you your job back. in a weird way so I really liked my replacement and my boss is my very good friend okay so it worked out like I wouldn't say it went like incredibly smoothly but yeah. I liked my replacement which was almost scarier than having somebody I didn't like and knowing yeah. I'd come back to my job in nine months was like I actually don't want to put that person oh yeah out of the yeah. job when I come back so I mm. trained her for a month and she's just good crack, dry humor. She's she's a lovely girl, and I knew my boss would get on with her as well because we're very good friends. And so, it was it was a weird one because mm. I know I'm coming back to my job legally. I have to be, and also I know they want me back. You know, there was no two ways about that. But it was very much like staring at somebody, giving them a kind of hint of a career, and then. Mm. And that's then, what I mean about the maternity yeah. thing. That like, yeah, you know, you can leave. Like I didn't mean about the legal thing. I meant like 
you know, you're the kind of thing that would make me anxious is yeah. that like I'm going to leave giving this person the chance they might all love Cheryl. And yeah. then I come back there. And they're like, oh, Cheryl's sake. gone. Yeah. And I remember there, anytime when I was working, and again, I worked in the beauty industry and there'd be people, women getting pregnant and the usual stuff. And there's all the kind of like little whispers of like, do you think she'll come back? I can't imagine her coming yeah. back. Yeah. And then there's, right. always, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's always the women who like prolong their maternity leave. Yeah. And everyone gets getting fucking pissed off with you because they're like, here, she's meant to be back three months now. And is mm-hmm. she come back? Is she not? Yeah. Or else the kind of thing of like, um, I wouldn't I couldn't come back I could never come back you know that kind of That's weird huge. shame thing as Definitely. well of like judging if she does come back oh, yeah. or if she, she doesn't. doesn't yeah yeah. There, I, I was when I got pregnant I joined a Facebook group called October Babies which was basically a bunch of women all having their babies in Aww. October of 2018 so That's it's a genius so idea genius but I remember um, people like telling t- so writing in oh I'm going back to work what's your advice on feeding when you've gone back to work or does anybody know the rights about breastfeeding and all that kind of stuff but they all felt the need to explain why they were going back to work mm. when it's ap- like it's mm. just not necessary. Nobody needs to know in that group why you feel you have to go back to work. And you ended up like it was it's awkward on the other side because you end up finding out there's financial issues or yeah. the husband works nights or you know, all these kind of personal things where you're like that they're putting out there as well. Totally, they're putting but that on, they like, don't have to, but they mm. clearly feel like they do because. Yeah. And to be fair, like it's a lovely group, and there's never, you know, it's never been Matt's who drink. There's never been any drinks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, a nice group. Yeah. It's Matt's who are definitely not drinking. Yeah, exactly. And everybody's babies in and around the same months, uh, same months. So like when one person's having a problem, likelihood is the other yeah. is as well. Mm. But it was just so awkward. I remember sitting there reading something one day, being like, oh like you don't have to tell us that but yeah. thank you and I know why you've done it but yeah. the fact that you feel like you had to mm. is just such a problem in the first place yeah yeah it shows like the judgement totally know, that way. yeah yeah and it's Absolutely. like but it's also the judgement I think of like the outside but also I think as a mother you judge yourself yeah mm. so that's why you're excusing stuff and feeling like you have to give the whole dialogue of why you're yeah. going back to work so people don't pin you as this kind of mom or this kind of mom yeah um and I mean that happens in Facebook groups it happens in the workplace it happens in states you know like on my in my mom and dad's estate there's like so many different families and they'll be like oh she works or she's never at home they live in that crash yeah. and then there's the mom who's at home 24-7 who's like you know bringing them to football but mm. it's just like this weird competitiveness between the moms that then transcends into like the holidays mm. and that, you, you know it's just yeah. a constant thing so you were saying that you found it more nerve-wracking telling your boss and getting maybe that was because that was like more out of your control like you yeah. know your family they love you they're always going to yeah their answer will you know whether it differs at the beginning will always be the same in the end yeah but like with work yeah I just I remember I told him and as I said to you guys, so a rumour I had put on weight and a rumour had circulated in work before I'd ever been conscious that I was pregnant or known that um, basically people were going around telling, saying I was pregnant. And at first, obviously, I was incredibly offended. Yeah. Incredibly. I was like, how dare you all? But also I had to go in and kind of say, hey, I'm pregnant. Hey, I'm five months pregnant. Hey, there was also a rumour going around work that I am pregnant and I have to clarify that I did not know. Okay. Yeah. So, so you're almost having to divulge yeah. like a huge amount of information. information to somebody who you would only get to go like get like permission off to send an email. Yeah. Or yeah. Get extra. All of a sudden, it's like here's all of my emotional yeah. baggage. Sorry. Yeah. Very personal. Yeah. Very personal, and also like you don't want to come across like you're slamming anyone, but yeah. you also have to 
be very specific about the fact that I was not drinking with my peers aware of my situation oh, I, yeah, you know yeah. you know what all I mean? these so, other kind of like finer details that come yeah, into it that totally. you're just like, again oh, that I shouldn't oh. probably have had to explain had that not already been the case yeah yeah so so how did you hear about the rumors um so my so my boss Rebecca same name as me she is my really good friend and somebody had said to somebody had said to somebody I actually still to this day don't think I know just through the grapevine yeah and she basically said to me she was like because she like I'd been chatting to her being like I'm putting on weight and I was doing personal training at the time I was on the pill longer than would have been normal to start gaining weight so I was a bit like she's that's random and then I was chatting to her and I think she was probably in two minds about telling me because she knew I was sensitive about I think the fact that I had put yeah put on weight but then Mm -hmm. she was also like if this doesn't come from me she's not gonna know how to combat it yeah yeah there'll be no way of her being like sorry what who thinks that yeah so she's like not telling you who not telling you when just saying it happened Mm -hmm. which is the best way to go about it because I'd fly off the handle I'd like go over I mean at least you were at least you were yeah because imagine hearing that rumor yeah that's yeah so in a weird way as well work is the kind of place where um you wouldn't hear a rumor about yourself you know, oh, yeah. it's a it's a really good corporate company and yeah. everybody just is sound to the bone and I don't think if a rumour went round about me it was a rumour out of malice it was definitely a rumour out of like oh my god is she like yeah well, and like, it can just be how amazing kind yeah. of it can just be like water cooler talk like we've totally. all I've been in yeah, lovely yeah. like work situations but the thing is in the corporate world when you're all locked up in an office it is basically glorified high school yes and it, all it takes is for one busybody and there's always one, one. who's just yeah. like I it might even be something like oh I think Rebecca's pregnant just be like oh she could be pregnant yeah you know what I mean and yeah, then it's yeah. like and then someone's like did you hear so saying that you found out so late mm-hmm. I'm interested in what sparked you checking um so what did spark me checking and did you take like a home pregnancy test because so when I was on the pill you said you mentioned earlier that you were on the pill mm-hmm. and you were on a pill that you weren't getting a period and yep. I remember when I was on the pill I would get like a super light period and it would always freak me out because I'm like how do I know if this is like just the pill hormonal bleeding or am I like you know what I mean you just I was always like how do I know if I'm pregnant or not because like I was having unprotected sex with my boyfriend at the time Mm -hmm. like where he was graphic note sorry dad coming inside of me (laughs) (laughs) do you know what I mean like what I mean is that like I was like how do I know this goddamn working that's why I never stayed on the pill I was on the pill for I think three months and it just never soothed my anxiety totally Um, I was just like I'm just and I'd heard you hear so many stories of women getting pregnant on the pill like I mean it's happened to a good friend of mine a girl I went to school with Mm -hmm. yeah I mean, she's trying. She was trying to trace back. Did I vomit? A guy did I, I used to this, get that? Yeah. was conceived on the pill. Like so, yeah. it's you think it's rare, but it's really not that rare in that it it, it does happen. So I always preferred um, condoms or yeah, you know, whatever coming like on my chest or whatever. Than At least I could see getting your period or getting your period. Yeah, that's why like. I was telling you guys I got the coil but I got the copper coil because yeah. I never want to not have a period again well yeah do you know what I, I mean imagine. like as in like it kind of I think I'm probably a bit emotionally scarred I by it definitely I can imagine so how do you know how it was that you were like I should take a pregnancy test no so what happened was I with the pill I was on you're supposed to take a pregnancy test twice to check it's working because okay. obviously you're not getting your period okay so I had been to the doctor kind of told him I was like look I think I was there for something else but I was like look I'm definitely gaining weight I'm in the middle of doing personal training 
the pill that I'm on supposedly doesn't do that mm. blah 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 and he's like right okay we'll take some blood so I was like fine but right about that time I took a pregnancy test because I was due to take the pregnancy test okay so I found out then and then I was you found out in the doctor's no no so I took uh-huh. the pregnancy test at home oh okay and then I f- oh, I can't remember it was either it was a the Friday or the Monday. I think I'd taken the Friday and the Monday off and I had gone to the doctors on the Friday and I'd taken the pregnancy test on the Friday anyway and then on the Monday I got a call from my doctor basically being like, hello? And I was like, yes. And he was like, you need to come in. I was like, Oh right. God! Please just and I was just shouting. Yeah, like, That's it. The smoking's caught off with me. I have cancer. Um, They've somehow found out from the pregnancy test that I've been. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I like the doctor that I have has been my doctor for years. Right. So he was really like, no, no, worse. And I was like, sorry. And he's like, you're pregnant. And I was like, okay. I was like, he's like, and by the looks of things, you're probably very pregnant. Oh my god. But again, so I went to him, and he couldn't tell me how far along I was. So yeah, there was yeah. this. No point in telling people yeah. until I knew, you know, you exactly the what the story was. So to clarify, you were on the pill. Yes. Taking it What was the pill called out of interest? I can never take uh, it. I believe it was called or a version of, I want Nori. Okay. And so was this a, like a progesterone only pill or a combined pill? So basically, um, aneurysms oh <laughs> run in my family. Okay. And... Yeah. I don't know what kind of pill it was simply and solely because I was handed it based on my medical history. Okay, so okay. it was like, it didn't matter whether it was combined or not combined. It was the, just, the thing was that you didn't bleed, you didn't, bleed. You didn't clot kind of. Okay, so, so I, it was I'd one never have one that like explicitly they're like, you won't get a period on this. Yeah, okay, essentially okay, okay. the aim was to, you know. Not have that. Yeah, be as but, far away from. So looking back, because <laughs> I remember my friend, like I said, who I went to school with, who, um, Similar enough to your situation, she was with a guy for probably around the same time, mm-hmm. um, on the pill, found out she was pregnant, didn't know what to do. Now they're still together, mm-hmm. married, Aww, two kids now, <laughs> lovely house, it all, like, you know, it was great for them, but yeah. everyone was like, you must not have been taking it correctly, you must have, like, vomited one night when you were yeah. drinking, you must have done this, all the kind of precautions that you see on the back of the pill. Yeah. So, like... And she was like, no, literally took it every day. I've been taking it. I have an alarm on my phone. Take this pill. Um, and it still happened. And I think that's, people just don't want to believe that. Well, yeah, there, no, is, totally. there is a fine, like there, even on the back, it does say like, even if you do take it correctly, I think it's like one out of every hundred will get pregnant. Yeah. yeah. So like there is going to be one. You know, because your way. ovulation changes, I think. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, when you come off it and it's meant to maybe work for seven days yeah. while you're off it. If you've ovulated during that time, there's probably no guarantee. I think my mistake was, and I still don't know if it's a mistake, but it wasn't that I'd forgotten. And I had, like, I'll be deadly honest, I had been so frivolous with pills before. Yeah. Oh, God. Like, I was like, I was the girl was, like, taking six miss. at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Because <laughs> like, I forgot five days yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And I was just, so, but this time I'd actually, I'd just started in the December and I had been meticulous with it because I was now in a, yeah. you know, a relationship or whatever. And uh, I think my problem was that maybe, maybe it was just too early for it to work like it should have worked. Okay. As in, you know, the way they give you a certain amount of weeks and time yeah, to yeah, yeah, l- yeah. allow it. So use extra this, that or the okay, other yeah. when you're, um w- when you first started for the first, however, and because it was also a bit of a random pill. Then I also subsequently found out off a pharmacist, which I never knew about the pill and was never told to me. To be fair to the doctor who gave it to me, she was so trying so hard to find a pill that was right for my medical history that yeah. I don't think she thought about every, you know, telling me everything before I left. Yeah. I, I'd been in there for like 40 minutes, probably had another <laughs> patient coming in. I was like, right. Mm. But 
if you don't take that pill within two hours of the same time every day. So oh, if I, I take this it at six o'clock, I've I have to take it. it between six and eight the next, or it's irrelevant. Yeah, it the, doesn't work. The combined okay. pill, you can actually just take once a day. Yes. That's the one that I was on. Just the regular. Anytime. The pill that most people are on. It's with estrogen and progesterone. Yeah. And I think that's the progesterone only one. It's you, Yeah, because it is. It'd be the one that people go on when they've had blood clots in their family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, the progesterone only pill, is like, it's actually specific about time. Now they obviously encourage everyone to take it at the same time anyway. Yeah. So you're in like a thing, but I know I've heard about that one. I think it's like the time release or whatever on it. But yeah. So yeah, maybe that could be. And like also like the pill, people don't talk about that. It's so hard to like. It's a sketchy thing. It's just hard to remember. It's so easy to forget it. Yeah. Like when you haven't taken it. And then I remember just being like, oh God, what time did I take? Like I'd have the alarm on my phone, but sometimes you just snooze them and then it's, oh God, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It can just be a. Uh, yeah, so maybe, I don't know, girls. Yeah. My, my thing is, like, if you want to be on the pill, grand, but, like, if you don't want to get pregnant, don't tell your fellow you're on the pill and use condoms anyway. <laughs> no, literally. And that's the why I have always, like, loved, you know, condoms for me was just a lot more of a, like, more soothing form of contraception because I could see if ever it broke, I would just get the morning after The evidence pill. is there. You know, yeah. They do yeah. are, they have, like, a way higher fail rate. That's the only thing. But it, I mean, it comes out. You can see if there's cum not encased in the condom. If it's Sometimes, like dribbling out. No, but like condom. what I mean is like when you uh, even uh, so that you know I think the stats on the back are usually based on like not even breakage. I think breakage with condoms it's like eighty six percent, but mm. non breakage it's still ninety seven, and the pill is ninety nine point nine. So there is like mm-hmm. a, an error there. You know that way. So so double, double up, up your con- yeah, double, double up, up your contraception. Totally. Double up. So then moving on, uh, we want to talk about. Just being a young mum, because I think what was really interesting, which you brought up, was that you're 26, you yeah. had a child. There is a time where 26 having a child would be, dare I say, old in some yeah, people's mind. Yeah, or totally. people would at least be on their second or third. Yeah. But you felt almost like teen mom. Yeah, 1000%. Oh, like so totally, like that sums it up completely. Because I was in a situation where, um, so like, even in work, everybody who was having their babies was much older than I was. So nine to five, I was surrounded by people who were older than me having yeah. babies. And then outside of work, none of my friends had them. Like mm. not one. So I guess it was kind of like there was nobody who I could go to, um, which, you know, in every situation, you know, if you're in a bad relationship or you're in a dodgy situation with a friend or you've done something really stupid 99.9% of the time you have a friend that you can go to that yes. has done similar mm-hmm. and I'll be like right here's what I did this that and the other yeah. but there was nobody with my story there was nobody that I knew in a short term relationship like that I knew well in a short term relationship who was having a baby or had a baby and I could go to um, so it was and as well there was probably not going to be anytime soon because none of them are going to have their children anytime soon Yeah. so yeah it was it was definitely I, I felt like a young mum I felt naive I felt like everybody around me whether they'd had babies or not had babies had an opinion on having babies and because they were older than me they probably knew better right which in hindsight definitely isn't the case um, and so I went and I read things and I went to all my antenatal classes and I did all the you know the stuff they tell you to do because I was out of fear normally I'd be the kind of person where I'd be like 
let's chill. Mm-hmm. This is going to happen. Inevitable that it happens. And maybe in a way, had I not kind of overeducated myself, it would have gone a bit smoother. As in, like, I probably wouldn't have worked myself up half as much. Yeah. But I was also, for a short time that I was pregnant, um, there was another girl pregnant in work. There was one who announced her pregnancy after me. And she had known, that was very funny, actually. She had known she was pregnant for ages, but she couldn't say anything. Oh so God, she was, like, giving yeah. me all this <laughs> advice. And I was like... She's like, I know you already have a baby, but like, my God, she's full of it at the moment. And I come in with like my McDonald's breakfast every morning, croissants, coffees galore, everything. And she was looking at me with these eyes. And I was like, what is going on with you? And eventually she came in and she's like, I hate you. You have had a McDonald's breakfast every morning this week. And I haven't been able to have a thing because I couldn't tell people. And I was like, yeah. So I was surrounded by older people having children. Um, and an older ger- generation being the ones having kids now. Yeah, and a very um, planned situation. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. As in like they're like 34, they've been trying for two years. Married, like, yeah. have the house, they've yeah. done all their travelling together, yeah. and it's like very much a, this now slots into my life. Like they've time, a sex, they've probably had a sex calendar for conceiving yeah. the yeah. kid. You know that way. They're Literally. like, I'm ovulating, Cormac. Yeah. <laughs> okay, pump, pump. Hopefully that's it now. Can you come home at lunchtime, please? <laughs> but um, I, I mean, I got pregnant when I was 20 and had Rilo at 21. Like I remember my 21st birthday, I was like, I don't, just let's not even make this a thing. <laughs> we went out to like Malahide, had a meal. I'm here pregnant. You just feel so, I remember like... Going, walking around as a pregnant 20 to 21 year old, feeling like I was just wearing sex. Yeah. Mm. Like everyone's like, oh, look at you, you promiscuous little slut. Yeah, completely. You know, and I, it, it wasn't like that, but I just felt like that. You know, I felt like the older generation getting pregnant is like, you're allowed. You know, yeah. I've slotted this in, but it, for me, I felt like, what, well, you just couldn't control yourself. Yeah. There you are. Right and whoever and you were still with you know you were engaged to Rance at the time you yeah. were still with your boyfriend yeah. and yeah you st- it's interesting that you both still felt yeah like we were stigma. planning Completely. like at the time anyway it's like and... I had an unplanned pregnancy yeah. like you know like but even if it is planned at that age I'm yeah, sure true. you still would feel like that because oh, you yeah. can plan to have a baby if you wanted now obviously we were you yeah. know not in that situation but you can you know oh no, yeah yeah so it is just a and I mean. Because we were talk- when we were talking on Instagram and stuff, it's like, it does seem to kind of follow you throughout motherhood. Yeah. Like, I mean, I still, only in the past year and a half, like, couple of years, my friends are maybe slowly starting to have children. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, no one else, like, my sisters aren't in that place. You yeah. know, it's, like, it's just, my very close friends are not in that place. Yeah. Hmm. So I'm still, like, I mean, like you said, I did the same when I found out I was pregnant. I didn't, you know, you're asking your mum or maybe your mum's friends about, like, tips. But that was, like, you know, two decades, decades ago, ago that they yeah, had their yeah. children. Like, swaddling was allowed then. All these new things yeah. then come out that are now, like, you know, outrageous. Like, I remember my aunt telling me that she used to just put the Moses basket in the back of the car with a seatbelt over it. Oh, they God. didn't have baby oh, seats. What's so, like, swaddling? Swaddling is like Kim Kardashian. Kardashian actually got in a lot of trouble for. Is that when they like baby. really wrap up? Yeah, the baby? it's like the baby's yeah. like a caterpillar. Like apparently that yeah, like was the cocoon, way to let the baby sleep. And why are they not allowed to do because that? Because apparently now that leads to cot death and these percentages. Yeah, babies can't regulate their temperature or something, so like they can't sweat for the first three months. Okay. So you're not supposed to do that. But like with all that kind of stuff, I think I just took it on the chin, like. Like it was, it was done to me, and I survived. Yeah, do you know what I mean. Yeah. And I get that. Like, but everything causes death now. Everything causes cancer now. You wouldn't yeah. live mm-hmm. a life if you. But that's the fear when you're kind of like when you have 
you know, you feel like you can't go to maybe like I mean thankfully my mum was amazing at schooling me on like say breastfeeding and loads yeah. of different things however when you're hearing stuff like oh swaddling style you know I never would now mm, or yeah. I wouldn't ever give my child Complete. a plastic toy she'll choke yeah. the plastic whatever so you're educating yourself via the internet which mm-hmm. I did I found this weird American website called Baby Gaga I was on it 24 7 talking to these American women being like um I think this is my mucus plug literally yeah. putting up pictures of like discharge being like is that it and just never like never understand like when do you think you'd ever hear those two words together mucus plug I know I remember yeah. the first time I heard about that I was like uh-huh. mucus plug like <laughs> happened to me and I actually thought like I thought I'd beat the brain out it's, oh my god <laughs> I was like great well not alive now, so... Oh, and <laughs> I the fact know. that it's plugging the baby in there, yeah. I'm like, huh? Looks like a brain. Looks like a little brain. So does it not happen to everyone that it comes out? Some would, it might, you might just pee it out so you won't see it, but some it uh, might be in your pants or you might wipe and, and like see it. a few weeks before you have the baby or yeah. whatever? Yeah, I think this, this actually happens. My mucus plug came out, my waters never broke and I was in labour half an hour later. Well, yeah. this is probably an interesting segue, yeah. dare I say, <laughs> of into Lovely. kind of the un... The things that you, the unexpected things, because I this is something that Lindsay, when she was on the phone to you uh, a few months ago, whatever it was, uh, was talking to me about. She was just like, there was so many things that Rebecca was reminding me of that happened during labor and pregnancy and what parenting in general and the aftermath. Yeah, oh. that you she couldn't remember, but she's like, oh my god, yes, and you're just not prepared for this stuff, and it's no one talks about it, but everyone probably goes through it to some extent. Yeah. As well, I think you don't remember because apparently some of the things that happened to you in childbirth is so rough that you don't you're you're yeah. made to not remember I've heard that mm-hmm. it's literally you subconsciously just suppress it and also the endorphins of having the baby just kind of overtake it and you're yeah. like yay yeah. baby because that's why like I have seen so many women be like please please remember this I yeah. never want another child yeah. I can't do that again yeah. so yeah. if I ever hear me talking about wanting another child remind me of that and it's just it encourages humans to reproduce basically yeah you know that way like deep down that's really what it is so how was your because obviously you didn't have i found out i was pregnant i think within three weeks wow you were on the ball i know um now i was you know having unprotected sex yeah so yeah you know but yeah i think i just knew and um in a similar regard where you were saying like the pill and stuff kind of haunts you and that i think i'm haunted by any time i get a tingling in my tit I'm like fuck I'm pregnant yeah, you know, I have it all time. I'm like did I was that come in a toilet seat in a freaking petrol station <laughs> like ah! typical like um. so yeah that because I'm like I feel like I can just know if I it just haunts me yeah Um. but tell us about so you didn't have that long preparation to kind of gear up for labour because sure. I was in my hippie phase when I was pregnant and I just really was obsessed with labour that was my main kind of obsession when I was yeah. pregnant just like oh my god there's a baby in me and it literally has to come out there's yeah. no other way cesarean but like any of the scar whatever like I mean I was like this is at least going to be attempting to come out of my vagina 100%. what the fuck that freaked me out yeah. so um, and then I read up like as much as I could about labour and you're hearing all different kind of nightmare stories that was yours 
how would you have described your was lady? Was it like cramming for the leaving cert? Like, <laughs> like being like, uh, one of my favorite sections on I that. Ever suffered from cra- cramming for the leaving cert. Yeah. <laughs> my cramming parents are going to be like, no, she did not. <laughs> but because um, that was one of my favorite things on that website, Baby Gaga. That like there was like the labor stories form whatever I know I would just be reading these yeah. daily and some of them were like oh my god I was in a bath and then the baby just came out and I'm I was like oh and then other women were like you know just so how did you prepare for it um preparing wise I went to all my antenatal classes and happily they were gas the teacher I had was gas she was just like I don't even think she knew she was that funny but she was so funny like she'd like have a baby born in front of her and like show you how to breastfeed but she was like 75 years old and I was just <laughs> like you know so much um but it, preparing for labor I'm not sure I did I went to the antenatal classes but not one of those people who has like like bad expectations of anything I always have no expectations yeah. of anything I was always able to listen to people's labour stories and kind of and maybe that was the difference between you and me was I was kind of 26 and had the ability to drown it out a little bit mm-hmm. in terms of like because so many people around me were pregnant or have had kids or any stuff like that so I was very much I did not make a birth plan I did not say whether I was and wasn't going to get pain relief. Yeah. I made, basically, I made no decisions because the one thing I had concluded from everything I had heard was, it's probably not going to go how you want it to go. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I so, did all of that. And you hear yeah, I went in with, like, this decorated little birth plan, oh, really? like, you know, <laughs> different you hear, pens and stuff. I can understand why you would do that, though, because, like, I always hear people being like, don't even bother with the birth plan because it's not going to go as planned. Like, people all, I've heard loads of people say that. So, like, if you are in any way inclined to be like that, you'd be like, ah, well, there is also, yeah. and I can't remember the name of it, but there is, um, I think it's called like labor depression or something like that. Like some women who gear themselves up and a lot of the time, like it's in the kind of hippie, vegan, like, you know, natural lifestyle yeah. that they would have this like, and I was in that. So I was like adamant that I wasn't going to have any uh, pain relief, adamant that I wasn't going to have a cesarean, that I wasn't going to be cut, that I wasn't going to this, that, that. And I had, you know like I was like I'm gonna keep the placenta for like five hours afterwards like I had all this <laughs> shit the placenta's gonna be made into capsules whatever yeah um but you know there is a thing that if you have this idea of how your labor is gonna go and it doesn't go that mm. way that then you get some weird like postnatal birth depression guilt as well yeah. probably being like I wanted it to go like this and it didn't go like that so you had no plan no and I think maybe a part of that as well like as we'll talk about later was it was a surprise pregnancy and I was definitely excited to a certain extent but I was kind of jarred. There was this, I had every idea of what was going to happen to me but at no point in my head did I foresee in any of those visions that like I would have a baby. I know that sounds so strange mm. but no, I, I was going to do labour and the, the dream, the, the vision, whatever it was just kind of stopped. Yeah. There was this, I'm going to do this and this will be the way it goes and it might go this way and it might go that way. But at no point was I like, and then my life has changed forever. And then I have this small human being and blah, blah, blah. You so were like, kind of, rem- you kind of like, I had removed, removed myself, yourself think, from the reality yeah. of it. Like kind of like bird's eye view of yourself. Like, totally. Just do with the labor and then who? Uh, Leave the baby in the hospital. Yeah. 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 Talk to you later. Did the labor? Grant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take it off in the diary and I'll be leaving now. Thank yeah. you very much. Um, but yeah, so it was... <clears throat> 
And I do think that probably then didn't help in the aftermath. Like, don't get me wrong. I knew there was going to be a baby. I knew yeah, all the things that came with it. But I think when it came to labour, it was safer in my mind to not think about... Probably your way of dealing yeah, with of it. Dealing of, with it a of, of kind bit, yeah. of, like, consuming the knowledge. I mean, because it is a scary thing as a woman. Like, you know, I remember talking about to my ex-boyfriend. Like, we had talked about having kids. And I was just always, like, we talked about it and talked about it. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah. And then I'd be kind of like, ah, yeah. but I don't actually want to be pregnant. Uh, yeah because like it's like it's so easy for fellas to be like i really want a baby and it's like okay when you're a woman it's like not only is like nine months an intensely long amount of time incredible your body is going to completely change so this whole fear of the unknown of what's like even just for your physical self what you're going to be mm-hmm. like after mm-hmm. how your body's going to deal with pregnancy you know i've had friends like my friend elaine was in hospital for nearly all for pregnancy nearly died twice and like mm, it's not in her family it just happened like yeah. she just got really really sick <laughs> and yeah. like you know you just that whole thing of the unknown and then there's the pregnancy you have to deal with that and then the labour you have to deal with that so mm. like no wonder women kind of remove themselves from it a bit and you look at it in a kind of objective way where you're just like labour that is having the baby I think that's the like definite as well you're like yeah. pregnant I mean it's an anxious time because you don't like I mean I remember thinking the same like when I was coming up to the nine month mark and being like but it's still not definite that this yeah, baby will yeah. even survive I don't know it's I've never done this before it's kind of sort of denial in an unpleasant way yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. also I just don't think there's any way you can prepare yourself for labour to a certain extent but you really can prepare yourself for a baby as in like yeah. the way that your life changes the way your mind frame the way you are constantly like you know chained to this mm. huge non never ending job yeah you know it doesn't end when they're 18 it doesn't end, it just never ends like I remember because my labor actually went really well I was went in um I went to st- into labor when I on my due date which mm-hmm. is really rare I was expecting to go over and it felt like the longest nine months I'd never considered nine months till mm. I was pregnant I was like nine months of this nine months of waiting <laughs> waiting waiting you know the checkups the hospital the like mm. and so I was so lucky to go into labour on my due date because I was just like get this baby out of me I walked around town I came home I got the pains I went on this website where you could track your um contractions because mm-hmm. you're only supposed to go like it I remember just reading up being like the latest you go in the better especially for like a natural um, labor because my mom said that was her biggest mistake on me going literally the minute her water broke she was like in her mom was like don't do it and she was like it was hell and yeah. then with Louis she like waited till the last fucking minute she's like I'm not sitting in the fucking rotunda for yeah because yes. at least at home you can have a bath you yeah. can be in bed with a hot mm. water bottle you can just distract yourself so um, that's what I'd read up in my little forum and yeah so I went in I think it was like when they're like 15 to 30 minutes apart your contractions go in so I went in and I had Rilo within four hours no pain like no pain relief like it was I remember lying on the bed and I'd read that you shit during labour and like (laughs) my freaking husband at the time was like you know looking to see if the baby was coming out and I was like I just can't that's just the one thing I didn't want to do so when I felt that pressure it felt like okay I'm going I'm shitting right now and I was like trying to like edge myself off the bed and the nurse was like what are you doing I was like I'm just I'm popping to the loo I just I I," she was like that's the head and I was like it feels like it's coming out of my arsehole I I was like what oh because I remember just my anxiety I was like oh my god the 
my vagina feeling that is so yeah. weird. But thankfully, it kind of just feels like it's so much pressure. It feels like you're shitting. Well, it's yeah. all connected. I was like, is yeah. this going to be the first anal birth? And she was like, no, it's coming out. <laughs> and then they like, it was weird. She like, she was like, do you want to touch it? And I was like, okay. She took my hand and I like, put it and it was the weirdest. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, that's, and then he kind of, so, and then I didn't also know that. You can only push with contractions now. I didn't oh, have an yeah. epidural, so I could feel every movement push and yeah. stuff. So I had to, I remember I had to wait. I think this was with Luna, actually. I had to wait. A contraction came out, so her head came out. The contraction went. So I had to kind of hoist myself oh, so my I'm not sitting on my baby's head. So I had to kind of like hoist myself up. And Jimmy was looking at me. The nurse was just like waiting and then had to wait for however long till the next contraction so I could push out the rest of the body. I was like, I've never felt like more of a weird animal. Like, what did you <laughs> yeah. do? This is bizarre. What was your labour like? Uh, it started at 12 o'clock in a restaurant in Dunleary. Oh, and I was like, oh my God, it's all been a lie. I'm getting very cramps. Oh, you're like, finally, I'm, I'm getting my period. Watch like, me go. I was like, oh, I knew it wasn't true. Because it does feel like that. Doesn't it? You're yeah. Like, Oh my god! I knew this was a joke. I You're knew like, it was a joke. Was Here it comes. Yeah. I was like on the phone, with Gabby, like no, I'm very the biggest sure. period ever. Yeah. The I belly knew just I was goes. bloated all along. <laughs> I was like, maybe you should contact your mum. I was like, we'll see. So I was in the restaurant and I was getting a bit crampy. But again, like labor is one of those things where like it can start thirty six hours before yeah, it actually yeah, yeah. happens. What is it called again? Come a little bit closer. Just yeah, you're um, if you can move the chair if you want to. Um, Backrest. It's called phantom labor or something like that. Yeah, I can't. I I'm I not. think it's like where your body is preparing yourself. Um, there's some name for it anyway. It's Braxton Hicks. Yeah, yeah Braxton Hicks. Yeah. So like for weeks, month before you can have contractions. Like, Very yeah. real. Yeah, yeah. And women go in, go all the way into oh, the rotunda, yeah. and then They're it's like, like no. Yeah, and it's like yeah. another three weeks as well. So it's just scarring. Oh. Mm. Um, mine started at twelve o'clock bang on because obviously I had to time it um, and I was like I've got period cramps and then I was having um, dinner with my auntie or lunch even with my auntie and uncle and I went to the toilet in the restaurant and that's when I thought that I uh, peed out the brain oh, <laughs> that, was, that was a good moment I was like God, I can't quit and tell them that like I'm just not that close hey like, guys this is just oh not the brain the babies yeah, yeah, I'm, like, I'm just going to walk home now um, they're like do you want to lift I was like no no I'll walk it out it's fine so then I went to the toilet again and when I got home and I rang my mum and I was like, okay, don't panic. I think there's something very strange in the toilet. And she was like, okay. And I was like, I think it's a mucus plug. But I already had the mucus plug. And she was like, okay. So I was like, anyway, look, I'll keep you updated. Because it wasn't that bad. Then okay. I was like, grand. Went upstairs, decided I would repack my hospital bag. Okay. <laughs> Did that for hours. I, it really kept me distracted, actually. Came back idea. down and rang my mum. And I was like, okay. Oh, could we probably about 82% sure now that this is the real thing. And she was like, right, I'll come up. So my mum came up and throughout this time, I did not text Gav. So oh where was Gav? At work. And I had okay. not remotely mentioned that it was happening. Because for so long in bed for weeks, I'm like, babe, I think it's coming. Yeah. And he'd be like, no way. Okay, shit. And Gav would be like grabbing the stuff and I'm like, no, no, it's fine. Come back to bed, it's fine. So I just didn't mention it to him. Gav rocks in and like, so that was... 12 o'clock saying my mum came over about 5 o'clock naturally my mum starts cleaning the house I was like thanks mum um, and then I'd say at about yeah probably 7 or 8 o'clock Gav rocks in he's like babe do you take the Gregor match and I was like excuse me 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. <laughs> and my mom walked out of the kitchen and was like, are you for real, Gavin? And then he was like, babe, watch me for dinner. And I was looking at it. I was bouncing. In fact, to be fair now, in my own, what, like, to my own whatever Gab came in I was bouncing on a ball breathing really heavily watching children's cartoons with my phone in my hand in agony Gab walks past me asked me what I'd made for dinner and did I tape the McGregor match and I was like are you for real he didn't he didn't even cop it nothing and then my mum I think my mum gave him a stinker of a look and Gab kind of comes back from the door frame and he's like all right I was like no and before I go to the hospital I want fish and chips so you have to go and get fish and chips so then my mum called my dad my dad came round my dad and Gav went to get fish and chips mum continued to clean the house dad came back and hoovered Gav came back with fish and chips I ate all my fish and chips I rang the hospital and they were like if you can talk you're fine. Okay. And I was like, really? I have a quite a high pain threshold, so I could probably talk through the majority of things. Also, right. I'm very chatty. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, I, and I was so like in the shower that. on the phone, being like, no, I really think I'm in labor. And then about an hour and a half later, it was just getting worse. Um, I got my mum to ring and I had my uh, contractions timed um, the whole time. And I just, I got my mum to ring so that I couldn't talk. And, uh, they were like, okay, bring her in. And I'd say, like, to be fair, I did. So my labour started bang on midday and I didn't go into Hollis Street until midnight. And then... So you were 12 hours of, like, home. active labour. Yeah, well, well no, there's, like, a the first day. So I'd say probably maybe eight or nine hours of active yeah. labour. Uh, and then I basically... Mum was like, I'll look up the house, I'll do everything, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, grand. So then Gav and I went to Hollis Street and Gav was really, like, taking his time with the parking. And I was like, I honestly don't think... Like, Gav was like, maybe this spot. And I'm like, maybe closer? And he's like, maybe this spot. And I'm like, Gavin, I don't fucking have time for you to decide where the best parking spot is for you to wake up in the morning. And he's like, okay, 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 fine. So we just... I'm pretty sure we just parked the car in the middle of the road, walked in. And I don't know if you had to do this in wherever you had your babies, but I had to go in and like give give some administration when I came in. And oh like, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. And I do, I don't know why, but I just it just wasn't in my plan. Yeah, I didn't have like, a birth plan, but what? I did not expect to sit on a seat and be like, my name is my ages. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you so, go into the waiting room a lot of the time at the start. Yeah. Because you presume you're just like, here is the one pregnant woman in Ireland. Yeah. She's on her way, and we've all been waiting for you, Rebecca. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In a way, you yeah. You well, do yeah, think somebody's course. gonna rip open a curtain, and be like, hey, yeah. Yeah. Straight up, like, because it's just, and as well, the pain is so intense. So You're like, intense. get me, like, I remember being in the waiting room being like, 
I now have to like you're around other people and being in such pain around other people and expressing that is so awkward so I remember being like especially when they're not in pain you're just like yeah Yeah, because they can all be at different stages of their labour and you're just like give me the freaking bed can I just get this yeah I remember as well so we did the admin and then she was like okay I'll just bring thank you I'll just bring you up to um, the ward and I fully expected somebody to come along with like a bed and a trolley and like like, put me in it and be like no problem honey let's go sorry Um, I was like you know like I was like prepped and ready Mm -hmm. for somebody to like get a wheelchair yeah no no I walked myself I'm still (laughs) I will still be a bit bitter about this for the rest of my day walked myself to the elevator which was halfway down I was like oh god okay well this is rude first of all (laughs) and second of all I really think somebody should be paying more attention to me right now so then went up very quickly got seen to and I got this midwife who was really like do you think you're in labour and I was like, yeah, you yeah, know, def- definitely like it's been 12 hours. Like I'm almost positive. And she's like, all right, let's check. Because my waters hadn't broken. So I'm fairly mm-hmm. sure when that happens, they were a bit like, yeah, right, they're like, here's okay, another off one. you trot. <laughs> and it was my first pregnancy as well. So they were expecting me to be like, I don't know what it is, but they expect people on their first pregnancies to be like. Dumb. Yeah. Like it was the same with me. Like I literally, like I said, it's rare to come into the hospital and ha- have your baby within like I think it was three, four hours with Rilo, which was, Especially it's rare for baby. your first one, yeah. Um, So I remember going in and just them, like, I'd say it's the same with you in Hollister Street. They brought me in, did all the administration, you're waiting around, then you're, you're not brought up to the ward, you're brought up to the, like, the nurse's room where you're hooked up to the, like, the heart monitor and they're checking and you're just, like, waiting there. They're not really divulging any information as to what's going yeah. on. And then you're finally up in the ward, but like it's all these, it's like you're just actually, it's like that episode of Friends. Yeah. Remember when Rachel is in the um, ward with like the three different women yeah. and they're all getting wheeled off and she's like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> like, because they have to put like insert like three hands right up to the neck of your room and they're testing via their hands how far dilated three you hands. are. Like three fingers. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, no, I ten nurses like, each of oh their hands. For a second, I was like, Lindsay, I don't know what labour you have. Did I say hands? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, who was, was your like, doctor? Sean, come in here. We need that big old country hand. <laughs> three fingers. I'm so sorry. Girls who were pregnant listening to this. <laughs> three fingers. But, like, they, like, put it right up there. And then they're, like, checking... Um, but it's a the proper dilation. rummage it's like somebody trying to find the oranges in oh, their shopping bag for me like, that it is was just, the worst they're low key fisting you that yeah. was the worst part of labour for me like, I was like uh, what did you just <laughs> do to me and they're just doing it like it's nothing you're like, measuring oh, my dilation via your fingertips and then yeah. you have to do it every like half hour to see because like you can only go up to the ward I think when you're like 8cm dilated or whatever and there's nothing you can do other than just sit there and wait for you to go dilated. So once That's you were so brought up then to the ward, do you remember? Because as we obviously earlier on we spoke about how like you're like conditioned to like forget some stuff. Yeah, it's weird because mine didn't work like that. So I got brought up and immediately I was in the room I'd be in for the rest of the night. Mm. So I got checked and then I was two to three centimeters dilated and they were looking at me as if to be like okay you've done well but also slightly terrifying that you're sitting here and actually it was really awkward so they came in broke my waters 
they were like, you're two centimetres dilated. And I was like, okay, you seem surprised by that. But I told you that when I walked in. So is that, that's, so I just have no idea. That means like you're quite far along in your labour or? Um, you I don't think you're that far along. But I think what it is, is most people are in before they're even right. dilated. Yeah, so just she was kind of looking at me. And, and, and at first I think she was definitely like, this is your first pregnancy. There's no way. Yeah. yeah and yeah, then yeah, yeah. they were surprised. And as well, to be fair to them, I would have hadn't broke. So they had every reason to assume yeah. I was. Do you know what it actually me. could be as well? Which is like ironic. It could be the fact that so many women are having babies at later ages that, like, I mean, you're actually at your prime to have babies, probably like well, around yeah. it's, younger it's when ages. you're a teenager. So, like, labor goes, you know, not all the time, but um, statistically, like, more smooth if you're having babies young. Yeah. Um, not so even young. That might be in younger than they are we would consider young yeah past the age of either 28 or 30 you are a geriatric pregnancy you're an yeah, old I think it's pregnancy. 30 and I remember hearing it before that it's like you're like fine 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 for like all your 20s and then like the minute you hit 30 I think every year now don't quote me on this but there is a huge a percentage mm-hmm. drop off it's like yeah. every year it's like you know 3% 4% and then it's like 20% drop off of yeah. between 29 mm. and 30 <laughs> it is which is stressful like so I mean, I remember that feeling just like, okay, I actually felt fine. Yeah. Yeah. Giving birth and all that kind of stuff. Was it the same for you or was it horrific? Um, so I think it probably didn't start off well in that they had to break my waters yeah. and that was fine and they were two centimetres How dilated. did you find that? I didn't, f- well, I'm so yeah. I'm saying the big... closer. Yeah. <laughs> no, Sorry. I was like, Lindsay, like, I don't know what they that? used <laughs> on you, but they didn't use that on me. <laughs> no, I was like, <laughs> She was listening. kind of doing a fingering motion. She was telling me to come closer yeah. to the mic, but I was not reading it. I think you thought I was talking about the like fingering. Yeah, I was like, what did they again. use? They used to stick with me. Why did they use yeah. the hand oh, no, with I you remember. again? Was, it was, it was your doctor. <laughs> but they do the, I got both for both my pregnancies as well. Because um, a lot of time on movies and stuff, you see like that. Oh my Splash. God. Yeah. Mm. But I had to get both of mine. Oh, um, did you? Yeah. Punctured. Like, it's literally it's, like, it's like, like a bursting balloon. And this relief. Yes, is like huge, stunning because like you feel so much pressure, and yeah. then they burst it, and you're like, Ugh. I heard it stinks. No, I didn't get. That's notice. probably if okay. there are um, oh the big risk in the water, yeah. so it's baby's poo. That's a big water. risk of labour, and that's yeah, really yeah, what they're talking about. I had that actually. Oh really? Yes. So maybe so, that's the fit. Yeah, I, d- I mean, I, I didn't, nothing came of it really. Yeah. Um, but then I, so they broke my waters and they're like, look, I'll come back to you in a bit. And then they came back, but I was in the middle of going to the loo. Uh, and so two nurses had to come in and physically take me off the toilet. No. To help me take off all my clothes. Lift me onto the bed. And from then on, it was a labor of whirlwinds of like six doctors in a room, sticks like those. I don't know if you know what they're called, but like they take blood from the baby's head. Oh god! It's like an oxygen. So he was he was struggling. He wasn't yeah. where he should have been. Um, and the, then I think so I, he wasn't in the optimal like birthing. So his head was the right position. But he, his body was far up. He was a long baby. Okay. And his, so his legs were in my rib cage and his head just wasn't quite where it needed to be. Wow. And I remember turning around to the doctor being like, sorry, but I actually think my appendix had burst. And they were <sighs> like, why? And I was like, so essentially, sorry, went in. Labor's, um, waters were broke. They kept coming back to me. Things kept seeming to kind of get a little bit eerie every so often. And eventually I did ask for an epidural. They came in, they were like, what's your birth plan? I was like, don't have one. If I ask for pain pain relief, give me pain relief and let me know when I'm getting close to the time 
that mm-hmm. I can't have it anymore. Yeah. Um. So I did that, and eventually, I don't because you were saying that um, you you had to wait for a contraction to come, but my contractions like they didn't appear to come in waves. They were just there it was consistent so I like I remember at one point I had like an hour and a half of a contraction of just straight there was no release oh, no. there was no pain there was or sorry it was all no pain there was no relief uh, and it was it was kind of continual just the whole thing and I remember being like somebody definitely said at some point that there is gaps between your, your yeah. I was about to call them convulsions <laughs> well definitely not. like mine were like um like a hill like you'd feel it beginning like a period pain at the beginning like yeah. a, you know a very bad period pain but then it would just like intensify intensify become unbearable and then just that was when I would know it was like a hill it was like okay now that it's at that point it then would begin to subside and that's how it was up until the pushing and everything so it was because I got those pockets of like being able to <sighs> breathe and yeah. not have that. that sounds awful that you didn't have that really. no, I, I can't imagine because that's why my was bearable but I wonder maybe now when I look back and it was it because he was in the position that he was in that maybe what the pain Pressure, I was feeling when yeah. it when the um, contraction subsided was just pain him just, from him yeah. just being yeah. yeah well my mom was similar to me she had an epidural on me and I was in I can't remember like I wasn't breached or anything I think like what is it like? And you know when the baby like turns in the vagina, and it's meant to come out face top, isn't it? I think there's. Um, I remember because Luna oh. almost was born. What they call stargazing. I think that's what I was. Which is, as in like you're looking at me when you're coming. Oh out. yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I was yeah. coming out like. So and it's more painful because the back yeah. should be Ooh. kind of well because the back is obviously like just one smooth mm. area. So if they come out that way, it's like. Yeah, so that's how it was, <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was the same on me. So then my mum had like quite a traumatic birth on me because you first. were probably clambering out because of. Well, it, they were just that yeah, way. I was a forceps baby because they had to get me out because I was facing not the wrong way but like just the wrong side up, I guess. It's just and, um yeah, and then so they had to like pull me out. So my mum was like, and she was like really she no one told her that like you couldn't really feel yourself pushing when you're on an epidural so she was kind of yeah. confused as like they're like push and she's like oh am i and because i came out with, i came out with like black eyes like i was like jaundiced Jesus. i was all swollen look like i've been through a few rounds and some people a friend of mine still has huge big forcep um markings from the side so because yeah my, my ex had it at the back of his head you could feel where the forcep was yeah. going in it's mental isn't it yeah. fred was a forcep was oh, he wow he was essentially to keep it brief it was a lot of doctors in and out taking bloods from him he wasn't where he should have been they they kept being like you're not written off for a c-section so don't write yourself off for a yeah. c-section eventually i asked for an epidural the um anesthetist was in theater uh it took him about an hour to come then it took 25 minutes for him to set it up then it took about no. an hour and a half to work i kept oh, he kept coming gosh. back every so often and spraying me with cold stuff and i was like i can still fuck Oh my god! Right, um, and then it wore off on my right side. <gasps> oh my god! Oh, it was wonderful. I didn't know that could happen. And this was all in the space of so I got in there at midnight. I had him at six oh five. So like, I probably got an epidural right at the point where I was on the brink of not being able right. to get one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there was really the no point to me getting it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they put it in the base of your spine, don't they? Yeah, mine was. They put it in your spine. Middle. Mm. Yeah, it's I, the think middle middle. Of your back, I think middle. I think I remember, or maybe mm. slightly lower. Um, and then, as the birth 
was kind of in coming things were getting more and more frantic and they were more and more concerned and the oxygen levels kept um dipping so and I kind of just I don't think this is the part I can't remember like you were saying this part I can't remember I can't remember if I said a categoric no to a c-section or I asked if I could try (laughs) um to have a vaginal birth so eventually it was a forceps and yeah like you said you have absolutely no idea when you're pushing with an epidural yeah I was like this and they kept calling me a really lovely girl and they kept calling me a great girl first of all they dip, definitely thought I was a teenager I had to actually you like, do look really them. young though do I? Yeah, yeah you do you don't you look know, 26 I'm fairly sure the man no, down the bar downstairs definitely nearly ID'd me but that's you look, absolutely fine I would put you at like 21, 22 oh, no, honestly this, this is so good you look really young it's recently, true it's true I've only recently started like not getting asked for ID and I'm like you cheeky you ask me yeah you ask oh, me for my ID um, but but did you feel a bit like put down in that like or did you put it this or? way in if I had been a teenager I think my whole experience would have been far more upsetting because I eventually had to kind of c- cut in and be like my, I said to Gav when two of the midwives left I was like here I think they think we're really young and even though my notes I don't know if your age is on your notes you know what I mean when you're mid labour yeah. I'm not sure it's it's relevant once you're underneath a certain age so uh, eventually I just turned around to Gav really loudly post epidural I was like um, yeah, I got. I made some reference to how we weren't as young as we looked. Right. And immediately I got asked the question, "What age are you then?" And I was like twenty six, and, and literally three of the midwives around was like, "You're messing." And I was like, "How have none of you, none of you, you looked, looked at my charts?" Notes. And and you know, demise from Surely that. Surely the that date not... of birth is right yeah. at the top of the chart there. But We're also, probably... you know, you are an adult in that situation. Yeah. yeah, totally, and it's my childbirth, so like. Yeah. But there was, and the entire experience changed after that. It was really? very much, I was being spoken to and not Gavin, you know, like directly about things. Mm. And yeah, it was, and it, but it was obviously in the mid labor to the point where, and I don't remember, but I remember saying it where like, I felt like somebody needed to start looking at me and having direct conversations with me. At first yeah. I thought maybe it's because I'm in pain and Gav would be better at explaining it to maybe me. Maybe a bit more reasonable. Yeah, but actually I think it was because they genuinely thought like I wasn't, of a comprehensive age to so that was grand and then they were like oh we thought you were really young and it was all a bit of a joke but then it got then it got really and I think there was an element of like if I was a teenager it was likely that I was just going to bounce back at some point as in the baby would just write itself because that's what happens and then it I don't know I just maybe it's in my mind but I definitely thought I got um taken more seriously with my Mm. concerns when I voiced them and I remember thinking when I came out of it and Gav said it to me as well like had I been a teenager that was horrific. If you're in any way aware as a teenager what, you know, being condescending is or people, you know, um, making something smaller to help you understand. Like patronizing. Kind of gritted mm. teeth and kind of hands describing yeah. things. And mm. uh, yeah, it was definitely. And then Fred was pulled out by forceps. He was taken away for a couple of minutes to be checked. And ironically, Gab was like, the minute Fred is born, Gab was like, can I please take a selfie or like a picture? And they were like, <laughs> and I was like, you're really like painting the age bracket here. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Cheers. Like you're really doing this fucking baby. I'm sure they think I please lied like, now. selfie. Yeah. Can so we go over to take a selfie and Gab's like looking at the baby and then this nurse nurse picks something up beside him and pulls it away and it was the um is it the placenta the Mm -hmm. big yeah Gab nearly like literally nearly lost his life how big is the placenta huge like placenta is like a massive jellyfish yeah it is I remember kind of seeing them pull it away 
It's basically oh. been what your child has been living, living in. Yeah. It is what your child has been living in. It's your child's death. Like, and a friend of mine actually had. I thought um, it was going to be had, like this. No, no. <laughs> and what they actually have to do because I now my birth was different than that. There was no trauma. There was no even with Rilo, um, which is rare for yeah, for a first birth. Um, like I mean, like I said, I had him in four hours. I really like it was very, 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 very painful in it. Yeah, but nothing that I couldn't get through well yeah, yeah sure basically your body just did the job and they're just like it's fine yeah, you can have I was one. very much like I would love to be a surrogate I'm if you could fucking drink during pregnancy but anyway <laughs> um, because I was good like it was I was good at giving birth my mom was or not my mom my nan was the same and stuff like that so mm. I must have got up from that but your mom has had a few kids as well yeah you know that way like so um, I was cesarean then were you a cesarean yeah. didn't she have to have mm. all cesareans after that no then uh, she was able to actually have a vaginal with my brother they do that now do. don't they that once you have a cesarean they like always no I think you cesarean. can you can try okay yeah. but um oh, normally if you're a cesarean you're a cesarean for a reason and sometimes yeah. that reason carries I think but I don't I was in trauma I think I'd had I think the uh, thing was wrapped oh, around my neck oh yes yeah, so it was yeah, quick yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. but yeah so you have the baby and same with Rilo like he was taken away and put in an incubator for a short amount of time yeah. um, and then they prod you with something in your arse from what I remember and it's, that's to literally birth the placenta. So the, the baby's out. And then... In I mean, your maybe, arse. Yeah, I remember they had to give me something, a form of injection to encourage the placenta. Because yeah, you I also that, have I could, to I give birth. Like you obviously like could. No, uh, my arse cheek. Oh, my, I thought they were... <laughs> in your hole it goes. I was like... <laughs> wait, you're telling me they anally no, no. penetrate you <laughs> after you've just given... After voting. Lindsay's had three hands. They're like, you know what? She's split <laughs> anyway. Just shove another <laughs> fist up there and get it no, out. No, it's like um, they had to encourage... Because you actually do have to give birth to oh, the yeah, placenta yeah, as well. And then... It's the cutting of the umbilical, and the placenta is just this. Gelatinous. It's like mouth. my friend has four children, and her last child was actually born within the placenta. Oh, I've seen those births on Instagram. They are amazing. It's literally like yeah. you're born in this floppy it's quite globe. Cool, actually. Oh, I have seen that. <coughs> it's amazing. Um, but, but that's the birth sac or something, is it not? Not the placenta, because the placenta is just the thing that's connected. Yeah, it's it. some sac. I, I, I yeah, I can't remember. And I, we definitely, know. as mothers, should know the name, but I haven't got a clue. And I kept my like I in the hippie phase was like I'm going to make it into the capsules and oh, yeah. um, take them you know the take them because apparently like it's full of like incredible nutrients. Yeah, and it's all meant that. to be absolutely amazing for you. But, but I forgot to <laughs> send it away, so it lived in my freezer. For, oh I'd no! Lindsay, stop! <laughs> and then I remember just—I think my mum came over and you typical <gasps> mum, like your mum, cleaning your house, that kind of stuff. My mum was like rooting through my freezer and cleaning my freezer. She was like, "What in God?" I was like, <gasps> "And uh, your mum would not like that hippie oh, shit." Oh no! She, she was like, "What is that?" And I was like. Well, it says don't put in anything other than medical waste. So well, it is Would medical you not waste. lie? But I never knew how to get rid of it. I was like, okay, I was too late for the fecking capsules. And then it said, like, in huge, big, in the weird, like, blue bag it was in, this, like, really thick plastic. I was, like, literally envisioning it in cling film. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, mine, mine was, like, a medical-looking bag. Did you like, keep yours? No, no, as in, like, my image of that. Oh, it was had it in a little <laughs> No, it was in this, like, medical plastic yeah. and, like... <laughs> And it said, like, do not put yeah. in anything other than a medical waste. My mum was like, get that out and fucked it in the bin. And I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Or am I like, is my landlord going to be like, you can't be putting medical waste? I felt like I was discarding well, yeah, the dead body or something. At that point, it was like, it oh, was, it was a block. medical. Well, you it can, was a block. Um, you can get like, I think it is like, 
semi-illegal to throw out medical I know it, it is like, I was like live or whatever you're not you're not yeah, allowed it's that's in it. a landfill up on top a load of pretty little thing things just waiting <laughs> to freaking dispose some traveller's like oh my god another placenta <laughs> Like going through it. Let's shake. Like, um, <laughs> Me ducking my head. So we've been on for an hour now. Yeah. Uh, any last words? Any, any last... last words? Okay, I would like to ask you, as a newer mum than me, what is the thing that when you were pregnant, when you know before giving birth or any of that, what is something, a few tips that you would now see as like valuable, mm. important information that you would have longed to know? That having the baby blues does not mean you have postnatal depression I had the baby blues for about a month and a half couldn't like for the first two weeks I couldn't look at Fred's Moses basket I didn't want to hear his name I couldn't really eat um I was horrifically sad I'd kind of wondered what this imposter child had like done to my life and um it yeah it was a very hard time hard on Gav as well because he was struggling you know in his own way and then I was like what's that thing like who again mm. like I said remember it jarred yeah. after labour and I think it jarred for a couple of weeks after that um, and that you're more than likely going to be sad and that could be for a long time for a short time but um, it's not necessarily postnatal depression and it's not necessarily something to worry about and maybe if it lasts longer than like a month and a half go get it checked it's totally something you should talk about but it is normal to feel 1000% overwhelmed and depressed yeah. and I was told it would be like two days and it was a month and a half for me you, you do get told that you're like oh my god and you come home and it's this bundle of joy they call it the, the baby moon actually I remember reading so much about baby. the baby moon that you're in this just utopia oh, like euphoria or state. and I remember like after having Rilo again like it was my first child so that's the most kind of like um just it's so new and everything and I remember having Rilo giving birth and the fucking weirdest thing uh, this is actually what I wanted to know because this was like the first kind of like what so I was married to his dad and everything so we were like very much you know like this together yeah and he was there for the birth and he came up um it was I had both my children in the middle of the night so we came up to the ward mm. and this, he's yeah. with me for a few minutes and then the midwife was like okay you so dad is going to go and I was like what yeah so they sent the dad isn't what? allowed fucking stay what he yeah. has to go and you after giving birth and being so exhausted overwhelmed I thought they let one person stay with you no no they in what? the when you go up when, when you've you had the baby up. and you go up and you're in they go and it's you're horrific. like what and then so you have to be a mother from the first second of yeah. giving birth yeah. you are and the baby's crying you're trying to breastfeed things like that's fucking painful and it's, it's just like yeah. and then it happened with with Luna and Jimmy as well it was like he had to feck off and it's like and unfair on the dad unfair well. on the dad horrendous for the mum the one time the dad can fucking help out he's probably like finally yeah, I can do something they're like literally. right off you go and watch some football and mom. like you are also in pain especially I can imagine if you've had a cesarean or had yeah. whatever like Being you have to like the baby was left next to me like Riley was left yeah. next to me and I had to like lean over and pick him up and do, like, I'd, I'd barely held a baby and I was just like scared to even shut my eyes because I was so overwhelmed this yeah. little baby that now I'm in complete care of I was like I'll shut my eyes and you'll stop breathing and I had also done the whole reading thing where like the baby has to hear you breathe very loudly yeah, so you're to encourage him to breathe yeah, yeah. so you're anxious over it I like. mean it's just so overwhelming and just the fact and I think that is something if they could fucking change that mm. because I think that also just very much 
lands the mum with the pure, the full responsibility and just lets the dad go home and get a bit of cape and get a McDonald's in the proxy way. It's like like, setting up unrealistic expectations. It's like, okay, so now, don't worry. She's had the baby. She's ready for mommy mode. You go home, get a bit of sleep. That's what they said to him. They said to the, they were like, now you, dad, they call him dad. Dad, go home. Dad, go home, get a bit of rest. You're no use here. I was like, I know he fucking is. is. I can tell you. I'm like, he can pick up the baby and like, that was just really mad for me. I couldn't actually believe that. It was it that and this kind of um I remember really close after labour I got asked to get up and shower. Oh you oh, yeah. said that as well. Like I that had, was right. I had like I think twelve stitches, fourteen stitches. Don't they have to or something? I think it took them like an hour and a half to two hours to sew me back up again. Oh and I oh. I was asked to unaided walk to the shower and wash myself with, oh, no, with, with no soap. Stitches on your and what's know. more was and actually that's one thing I will say as well people will probably tell you when you're pregnant that every woman does it but that will that drove me insane because then when I had the baby and I wasn't coping I was like well if every woman does this why am I failing at it oh, why am I not yeah, yeah. coping like every yeah. other woman copes and you know that kind of way I think for me and the research did really help me especially at a young age when I didn't have any of my peers who were going and through the same thing that just really made me so headstrong because I was young as well, like 20 years old and the midwives definitely spoke down to me and yeah. definitely were like, Riley, you don't know. You won't believe in this hospital. I remember when I had Rilo and um, I'd read that like it's, you shouldn't bathe them with soap and they should just be yeah. bathed very lightly. Their skin is so thin. It literally soaks up everything. So you don't need to be putting like Johnson & Johnson on yeah. your that kind of stuff on your newborn pure baby. They're not dirty, you know what yeah. I mean? And it was a few hours after giving birth the next morning this midwife came over with a big pink bottle of Johnson's and was like, hey, I'm going to bathe your baby. And I was like, oh no, I'm not going to, I'm not washing my baby. My baby's fine. And she was like, well, you won't be leaving this hospital unless that baby's clean. I will not. And I was like, no, I'm not. Look at the back of the ingredients of Johnson & Johnson. You're not putting that on my newborn, tiny, precious yeah. angel. Absolutely. And then also they were trying to push formula. Uh, they had these little cow and gate bottles. Yeah. They were like, your baby's absolutely starving. He hasn't been because they would come around every few hours being like, um, how many times has your baby fed? A baby, like the biggest journey you ever have in your life is birth. Yeah. So the baby is exhausted, especially for the first two weeks. Mm-hmm. I remember being like, oh, being a mat is grand. It just sleeps all the time because they're so exhausted from the journey of yeah. the birth canal. And the midwives were coming around every like half an hour being like, has he fed? Has he fed? And I was like, no, he's conked. What, what do you wake him up? And then he'd go in the boob for two yeah, seconds indeed. and fall asleep again. So they were like trying to push me to feed him formula and all these things that if I hadn't researched, I would have just gone along with and then probably fallen off the breastfeeding wagon, again. which I was really desperately wanting to do. So it's just kind of like these weird things that are in Irish culture and, um, you know, in midwifery culture with, uh, in I Ireland I really don't think it's just Ireland I really from... well in breastfeeding it is we have the lowest in Europe we have the lowest um... well in America it's it, the nurses are incur- they get like commission in some places to incur like no one in America breastfeeds it's mad when I ask no. my dad no but in like here that... in Europe Ireland is the lowest country yeah. in the oh, whole no, of Europe yeah, that... yeah, yeah. but something but... happened sometimes somewhere in the last because I said it I remember I said it to my mum and dad that some midwife had said that to me and my dad said there was a dip. It, it was like, maybe it was Celtic Tiger, maybe it was pre-Celtic Tiger before mm. the 1980s recession. But something happened where having your 
boobs out and breastfeeding your child it was not the natural way anymore yeah. that was that it was fr- I think and we it had to like reintroduce from, it almost like it came from like American culture I think because Americans were always really prudish over breastfeeding like Americans yeah, always maybe had it was. a really really low and it's because the doctors work in a lot of the time for Nestle and that's why Nestle has always come under so much scrutiny oh, wow. yeah, because yeah. in America mm-hmm. they're always like the it's the same way in America that like the highest amount of people are on like um, mental uh, what's it like medication yeah. because a lot of the time they are encouraged to prescribe people I think stuff. it's similar enough here I think that Cow and Gate and different um, formula brands maybe do, yeah, yeah. Um, give a lot to charity and give a lot back they do um give money back into hospitals and stuff like that yeah, like yeah. they were free little bottles pre-made yeah, yeah, formula yeah. bottles that they were saying and using things like that as a new mom who literally has just had a baby four hours ago they're saying your baby is starving your baby is so hungry you're like what Mm. um so definitely i was thankful that i i could have been i'm and looking back i think maybe if i'd been older you know i was just such a headstrong 21 year old being like i know everything you know the way but maybe now i would more yeah, know, in a way, in you my probably 30s. did you a favor. Yeah, because you got listening, to stick to your guns. I would have maybe just believed because they were using scary words, such like "you're not going to be leaving the hospital if you don't wash your baby," mm. "you your baby's starving." These things that were like, "What?" You know. Mm. Um, but I just took to my guns and like, you know, was not having it, and I'm thankful for that that I was like that. But I do feel sorry for other people who maybe wouldn't be as headstrong or maybe had a really traumatic birth that they're just like oh just you know yeah do whatever i'm so exhausted but um it was so fab having you on and thank you so much for sharing thank you so much for having me yeah it's so interesting because obviously as Lindsay said like it was so long ago that you had Mm -hmm. your children and it's like you know it's something that someone would always come on and want to talk about you only still have a newborn basically you know the way he's not even one like (laughs) how are you finding it in the past Love it. Now yeah. I wouldn't change it. Like, don't get me wrong. There's so many. I don't know if it's, it's probably been said to you a thousand times when people come to you and they're like, "Can you remember life without them?" It's mm. like, no, I really can. Like, really easily, <laughs> yeah. but I wouldn't do it now. But I think for the first, so you like, can remember. Two, yeah, of course I can. remember Oh yeah, I'm the same. Like, Everyone said that they're like, "You'll never, you won't remember life without them." I'm like, like, no, I oh, do. Oh no, I do. Like, I was able to just hop around. Literally, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was so definitely. There's an element of that, but I love it now. Good. It's rewarding. He smiles. He laughs. The first three months are like. I'm not actually sure he's alive like that is literally what you're doing you're like every time they're asleep you're like over the Moses basket being yeah. finger under the nose being like yes there is and then oxygen. you start to see the little characters yeah, and the laughs and, that, and that, that. that then it all becomes 10,000 times easier but I think yeah again just but it's such a fab journey it is a fab journey and I'm really enjoying it now and I yeah. get a lot back and it's not just this big scary thing and it wasn't my massive demise to the surprise of everybody and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But you mm-hmm. feel like everybody around you thinks that. Yeah. That like, like this is the end of your life as you know it. And My mum said actually to end it on X-Girls. Like we were saying, because you were an X-Girl, we, uh, we have my mum on the podcast last week. Um, and she was saying, we were talking about me and my pregnancy and telling my mum about the pregnancy and everything like that. And she was saying, I remember my friend saying when she obviously was talking to her friend about like me getting pregnant and yeah. my mum's friend said like there's so much worse your children could be doing than, you know getting pregnant having a baby at the end of the day and I remember my friends even saying that to me in college at the time being like at the end of the day your mum and dad can be so pissed off but it is a baby it is a blessing and that it's is wonderful it's a boy 100% how it turns out as well yeah, yeah. which is great well yeah. thank you so much for coming on thank you for having me nice. very enjoyable okay we're gonna have another little break 